Hello, all you adventurous souls out there. This is TJ Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. Today's guest is Ryan Miles. Ryan is the owner of Peak Euro, a full automotive service shop here in beautiful Bend, Oregon, focused on virtually all models of European cars, which he started in 2007. He grew up around all kinds of machinery on a family ranch where he learned that keeping your machine running smoothly is a requirement for protecting your livelihood. Ryan and his wife moved to Bend long before me back in 2005, and like many of us, they moved here for the outdoor lifestyle as they enjoy skiing and mountain biking, among other adventurous interests. I invited Ryan to join me on the show because of his tremendous ability to use a growth mindset to not only grow a successful business, but create what he describes as a work-life blend, which you will learn is different from work-life balance, allowing him to enjoy a well-rounded life full of his passions and time spent with family. Just a few of the golden takeaways Ryan shares in this episode are the value of building a quality team, breaking away from the pitfalls of having a small mindset, and avoiding single point of failure situations. So without further ado, please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Ryan Miles. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to Adventures Entrepreneurs. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me on. I'm pretty stoked to be here. Yeah, dude. It's awesome to have you here. So for starters, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do and who do you help? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm the owner of an auto repair business, a European auto shop here in Bend, Oregon, um, named Peak Euro. And so, you know, the main thing we do is help help the public, obviously, people who own European cars. Um, yeah, we have a staff of about 10. So uh, that's the main, main occupier of my time other than being a dad. Yeah. Um, been in Bend since uh, 2000 five so a little bit like a semi-local almost pretty much man a bendian so <laughs> maybe tell me a little bit about where things are at for you guys today what what has your focus right now primarily within the business yeah so we're in a bit of a transitional period now where we've gotten to a scale where we have um a full-time manager um so my focus today is in training, kind of transferring off responsibilities, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time I've scaled a company to run independently in that way and have its own management team. So, you know, the main part of my focus is is growing um, my main general manager, and then we have another production manager as well. So uh, that's in business spends uh, the most of my time, spend my most of my time doing that. Um, and then we're looking for growth opportunities as well. So scaling into other other locations, yeah. 
how has that felt kind of getting out of the the day-to-day and really just focusing on recruiting high quality talent uh it's a transition probably anybody who's been through that transition you know starting out as an entrepreneur i think it's probably we all have these goals this uh this this spot this vision right and i think for most of it that's a part of it right when especially when you're young you're like oh man it's just going to be so cool when this thing runs itself and really have no idea what it's going to take to get there um it's been a journey so now that it's finally happening it is a bit surreal it's a bit strange it's uh it's a liminal space it's a new it's a new spot so uh, new level, new devil, as they say, there's always new challenges. And, and one of those is kind of what do I do with my time, which uh, is a really great question to have for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know having spent more years than I'd like to admit doing everything and wearing every hat in my business, um, which I've been fortunate to find great mentors and, and a team to be able to help me get away from that. I mean, I, I know the feeling of, of stepping out and it does bring up a big question of, of what next, how can I continue to grow this thing and, and thrive and use my time the most effectively. And so I'm curious, I know you had, you grew up on a family farm, correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I grew up on a dairy. Mm-hmm. Did you, or do you, find that there's any lessons that you learned growing up in the family business that have helped you in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, a ton, you know, but I think as we're speaking about that can also be some of the hindrance because you fall into the jack trap in a way. And that simply means you're the jack of all trades, right? It's the trap that I can do that. And uh, to some extent, when you're an entrepreneur, I think you have a feeling that nobody can do it better, um, which I think is probably the biggest lesson I've ever learned uh, is that uh, done is better than perfect every day. And so, of course, growing up in that environment, we learned how to do everything. We're very self-sufficient. You know, my parents were entrepreneurs, you know, started this business um, very, you know, homegrown <laughs> grassroots business, you know, started in the fifties. And so we learned that everything was possible and there were no limits in that way and how to be very like self-reliant. But, um, through the years, it served me really well. Um, I would never go back, would never change anything in, in my life, but it, Every valuable thing we have in our life has its own uh, its own Achilles heel, right? So it's really great to know how to do everything, but it's even better to find people that are better at it than you and uh, give them the opportunity. So it helped, no doubt about it. It helps every day. Now, 100%. It, it rings very true when you said getting something done is far better than struggling to get it done perfectly yourself. And, and finding a team that you can rely on, even if you know you could have done it slightly better, it's it's impossible, right, at the end of the day to do everything perfectly yourself and continue to scale and grow and, and have a life outside of work. Yeah, 
doing everything perfect is great for you. And if you want to remain a sole proprietor your whole business life, that's that's fine. And if that's the plan, that's really wonderful. You know, and I think there's are really highly skilled trades and craftsmen um, fields of work where, you know, that's a wonderful way to exist. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, if it just depends on the plan, if the plan is to uh, scale a business to where it's self-sufficient, it has some security, it provides opportunity for other people, it serves more people in the public, then um, you really don't have a choice to stay small. I've done it both ways. Uh, we, you know, didn't grow for a long time and, until just the last couple of years, really. And uh, so I have a bit of experience of being small, was small for a very long time. And of course, we're still a small business. Um, but yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important to know what you want out of your business because there's nothing wrong with being you know, the practitioner and, and doing things yourself. There's just great money to be made there. But if your desire is to grow beyond that, then you have to get out of the day-to-day as quickly as possible. Yeah. And part part of our focus with this podcast is looking at entrepreneurship through the lens of it being an adventure, which you know it very much is. It's a journey. And in every great adventure story, there is typically a guide or some mentor who leads the hero down the path toward reaching their goal. Do you have any mentors or influential people in your life that come to mind that really helped shape you into the adventurous entrepreneur that you are? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, Early on, so I actually started this business in 2007 uh, doing auto sales. Uh, One of my first mentors was a guy who ran a warehouse auto sales business uh, in Portland, actually, uh, who we ended up teaming up in kind of an unofficial partnership. He was my car buyer, and then we ran a, a retail Uh, center over here in Bend. So he was definitely the first guy that made it seem real to me that you could have this sweet setup. I, you know, just being in his business and watching him work, I thought, man, there's something to this deal. I gotta, I gotta learn how to do this. And, and he was really cool and luckily took me under his wing and basically said he was going on vacation for three weeks. And if uh, I had my dealer's license, when he came back, then he would consider working with us. And so we actually started in that way. Yeah, almost like a dare, you know, Um, fun to think back on it. Uh, So he came back, uh, I had rented a man, probably 1100 square foot, a little shady um, warehouse, uh, had the location, had all the permits, everything rolling, had my license business set up, and uh, we we started rolling. Um, And then, uh, you know, that was in 07. So then uh, if anybody was around during the first recession that most of us went through in our professional lives, things changed right away. So he was the first one. and then today, you know, as I was thinking over this, uh, many mentors today really in the industry that have had a huge impact on like practical side of like business management and things like that. 
but I think personal development and personal growth mentors have been uh, the most influential over my business growth, ironically. Um, I think that's the secret for a lot of us is getting out of our own way. So um, maybe not, but I can only speak to my experience. It was for me. I know it's true for me. Definitely. There's two, so maybe more. Who knows? Yeah. But um, amazing that you had yeah. somebody, you know, that first mentor that, you know, kind of gave you that challenge. Like, hey, if you get yeah. together, this is the opportunity that that you can take on. Yeah. Yeah. We had an amazing unofficial, we, we weren't partners. Um, he would basically, I would buy uh, inventory from him, cars. I would post date a check uh, 60 days and uh, I had 60 days and he would just cash the check. He wouldn't even call me. He would just deposit it. He's like this, you know, let me know if you sell the car and I'll, I'll slam the check. And if not, it goes through in 60 days anyway. It was a really great motivator. Um, we just, you know, never let them bounce. So we didn't, and uh, it worked. I love that. Yeah. How has going down the wrong path in your business at one time or another, or, or some apparent failure in life set you up to climb to even greater heights than you thought you could originally? Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's, Honda that says win or learn and it all depends on perspective and of course many times we gain that perspective after we come out of a learning experience right even thinking back on mistakes that I've made um I have made so many mistakes in leadership um in communication as well um being clear with people being clear with my staff um, and being so afraid to hire talent. If I were to think of the biggest mistake that I've made, it's that I was too afraid that our business wasn't legitimate enough to afford high quality talent. Um, and obviously how that's turned into the greatest gift so far is as soon as that lesson was was learned. I say learned. We learn it every day. Always learn. Uh, as that became more apparent, it became the catalyst. And that I think is the beauty of entrepreneurship is you're you're taking this risk out on your own. But really the only way that it works is through a team by and large. So that's the biggest mistake that I've made is uh, not being clear, not believing in high quality talent, not believing that we had uh, something to offer people in that way. Yeah. yeah. Painful lesson. Took it about is. a decade. But I, th I think it's something that, that every entrepreneur goes through at, at one time or another, that imposter syndrome. Like even when you're having success and seeing growth, like I'm sure you were at that time, still not feeling like you're at that caliber to be able to recruit and pull in high quality talent, which of course, looking back today, I'm sure you know, you were perfectly capable of and, and would have been yeah. able to be a great leader. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it took some growth, no doubt about it. You know, there's an investment in your own growth. Uh, for me, there was, uh, it took some time and the mistake that I had there is thinking that 
that in our industry, especially small was safe and, and small was actually so very precarious, you know, because you're wearing all these hats and maybe you have one other team member that's wearing all the other hats and man, you know, one person's gone and you're down 50% of your staff. If you think of like a larger, I mean, even a hundred person, you know, company, they miss one person. Goodness, it's 1%, right? It's no big deal. I mean, there's somebody gone all the time. So that was a huge roadblock, massive. And anybody who is, you know, building their own business probably starts with one. And so I, uh, I had that roadblock. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, we all, for the most part, start with one, but especially as the beast grows, having a single point of failure or just two points of failure that can create some major problems when, when life happens, right? Cause inevitably it does. And you've been able to grow an incredible team around you over the years. So what, what have you learned along the way that has helped you get out of that imposter syndrome and then ultimately be able to hire quality people and retain them long-term? Yeah. So some of it is time, right? So most of our belief systems and our thoughts and our habits are, are built on self-talk, you know, what we tell ourselves every day, right? Where we look is where we're going. So time can help in that way. Like the longer you spend in something, you know, you adjust to it and it becomes the new norm. And then you take a step forward and it, it becomes the new norm. That was one way. Um, I wish I could say that would be the best way to do it or the only way to do it. For me, it, it actually came from great pain, uh, that lesson. Um, we were still small. This was not long ago at all, uh, like uh, 2020, beginning of 2020, like two and a half years ago. Uh, we were still very small, two people on staff, uh, myself, um, we worked with automotive technicians, obviously myself and a master technician and uh, some things changed and this person was going to be moving on, actually leaving the industry. And that obviously created a great dilemma in our business because this person was so important. And the beauty of that is you know, they say the pain pushes until the vision pulls, and it just pushed us right up to the cliff where I had to decide which way we were going to go. And uh, there are obviously a lot of other factors in 2020, if anybody remembers what was going on. Yeah. Uh, so that was 2020 was the year where we really had to decide what was going to happen. How, how were we going to approach the industry? How were we going to show up? And the decision was made, especially after losing a key person, that the only way to survive was to build a bigger ship that could take on bigger waves. And uh, I just dove into learning about it, what it meant to provide legitimate jobs, legitimate incomes, better than industry benefits, you know, just how to be the best in our industry and start to change it. Um, People probably don't know a lot about auto repair because it's not super sexy, although we all have cars and depend on auto repair professionals. Uh, and our industry has rightfully earned not the best reputation. So, you know, we have a great opportunity in this industry to change how it's done. And yeah. we just decided to go all in 
in that regard. Yeah. Many yeah. steps, but pain is what led to it. Just deciding. It's pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when and when the ship sinks, you gotta build a better ship. And you've been yeah. able to do that. And Ryan, did you know you and I have talked a little bit about mindset before, especially having a small mindset, how that can really impact personal growth, which of course translates to business growth as well. Do you have any frameworks or, or practices that have really helped you get through that when you're feeling overwhelmed or you found yourself in that small mindset in the past? Uh, yeah. So probably the most valuable thing for me, um, I get overwhelmed almost every day. I think probably if we're honest with ourselves, if you're pushing, you're going to get overwhelmed. Uh, you know, if it's easy, I don't want to do it. So it's overwhelming. This is what it boils down to for me. It's just a game. It's really, the whole thing is just a game. Like my business success doesn't have anything to do with my personal happiness or joy. And until I could disconnect those two parts of me, uh, there's no way for me to win outside of that. And what I mean by that is that many times I would find myself, my happiness and my joy being tied to business performance and business performance is, is an ocean. Uh, yeah, the trend line is up for most of us, hopefully, but it's not just a linear path. It's a big old mess most of the time. You know, you, you have a great stretch and then you lose staff or the market changes or something changes. When I could, on a daily basis, decouple my happiness from business performance, that's actually when it all changed. And a lot of that is just simply gamifying it. Uh, Jesse Itzler was one of the first people I heard say that it's just a game, just gamify it. Yeah. It's just, it's just not that big of a deal. And a lot of times problems seem really big to us and just remembering like our place in the world. I mean, certainly like nobody listening to this podcast has probably even heard of our business, but yet it's like the whole world to me. Right. And just remembering, like, get some perspective it's going to pass, right? This too shall pass, good, bad, uh, it doesn't matter. But happiness and, and inner joy is what remains. So, you know, without going way into the philosophy talk or, or inward development in that regard, that's the practice to me that keeps me motivated. This game is very fun. Entrepreneurship is an incredible gift that we have an opportunity, but at the beginning and the end of the day, you got to just be able to laugh about it and say, yeah. man, this is awesome. Look what we got to do. Oh, that didn't work. Or, hey, that worked great. Yeah, amen, brother. I mean, the, the seed <laughs> of entrepreneurship is always going to be choppy and the winds are going to shift. So like you said, you know, if you're, if you're caught up and going one direction and you're going to let the shifting tides or whatever you want to call it really bring you down you're going to be in for for a rough road and i think that's a good segue to my next question because one of the biggest hurdles i think most of us as entrepreneurs face at one time or another or all the time is living a well-rounded life and really doing the things that bring us joy 
and surrounding ourselves with the people that we care about most without being totally caught up in work and what's going on with the business. And I'd be curious to hear, like, what does living that well-rounded life look like for you? For sure. Uh, it's a valuable lesson. And many people will put, present the idea that it's a work-life balance. And I would push back a little bit on that idea because most of us, if we visualize a balance, you have like two separate things and they're on this balance beam and this tiny little point, like this tiny point where everything is in balance, the very narrow margin, right? And after being in business, I, I don't like narrow margins. I like wider margins of safety. And sure. a, a mentor of mine presented the idea that it's a work-life blend. And through the years, this is you know, really relevant to whatever your priority is, that's what you're going to get. For me, like pure joy and happiness is my priority. It, if something gets in the way of that, I will challenge that, but I won't challenge whatever makes me happy. And it's very simple things that make me happy. But to, to balance it out, I have just determined it's going to be a blend. If I'm spending too much time at work and it's not working, it's not the business's fault. It's my fault. The business is doing exactly what I designed it to do. If I designed it that it's going to take 65 hours a week, or uh, I remember like during the pandemic, working like 27 days in a row. And I thought, you know, it's just like legitimately 27 days in a row is getting to be like fairly all inclusive. Like I, we weren't taking a break. We were hustling. We were doing everything it took to take care of our customers. And it was doing what it was designed to do even during that time. If we would have had more staff, it would have made it a lot easier. But I had not established that blend previously. So when it comes to work-life blend or balance, whatever we would like to call it, the easiest thing that has kept me centered in it is that the business is doing exactly what I designed it to do. So if it's requiring all of my time, I designed it to do that. And there may be a temporary push where you've got to put in some effort, or maybe you're filling two roles for a minute, but a bit of simple planning will redesign the business to get you out of that. Um, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have off days as far as, you know, like, oh, don't, you know, don't contact me. I'm, you know, I'm in my separate life. Yeah. Um, my goal is to, <laughs> yeah. My goal is to have one, one life. And that doesn't mean that uh, I'll necessarily answer a work email, you know, at 11 o'clock at night or, or be working on some deal. But uh, I've just found it so much more pleasurable. Yeah, if you're on vacation, sure, you know, you have things set up and you're not, I don't need to be checking in. But I've just decided to blend it since I kind of gave up on having it be a balance, like on off switch, it's yeah. become so much more enjoyable, you know, because I think for many of us too, like we feel guilty about taking any time away from the business, like during working hours, you know, it's Tuesday, I can't, you know, go meet my wife for coffee or whatnot, even though that was a part of the dream when we started. Exactly. Um, why but not? if you do it more, more as a blend, why not? Right? Like, yeah, I'll be back and 
you know, we'll dive into that other meeting or whatever we're working on, some project. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really insightful for me. I've never heard it put quite that way because yeah, when you think about something in balance, it's very easy. One little pebble can shift the scale, right? And yeah. having a blend makes a whole lot more sense because no matter what, the two are always going to be blended together. Things will happen in business that will affect your life outside of work and vice yeah. versa. And you've got to be able to, as you said, design it in a way that allows you to maximize your joy and happiness no matter what's happening. Because you can yeah. always fill the time you give yourself. You know, if you say, okay, a 60-hour work week is it, you'll always find things to do to fill that 60 hours. But if you can crunch that down and that's your priority, you can often get the same amount of work done in, in a lot less time and have more Certainly. Time yeah, certainly the leaders of the biggest companies in the world have the same amount of hours as we do. So yeah, there, there must be some secret to it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Knowing everything that you've learned throughout this journey, what what advice would you give yourself back when you were just about to embark on your first business venture? And, and what advice would you tell yourself to ignore potentially? Yeah. Um... Well, let's start with ignore. Um, the advice that I would give myself is to ignore the advice that staying small is safe. Um, I learned that lesson the hard way and we were talking about that. Um, the advice that I would give myself, which I think is so valuable to so many of us, is to believe in people. Um, for myself, that journey was... Uh, predicated on learning to believe in myself, uh, having self-compassion, and then uh, spilling that out to others, which really are no longer others, just the rest of humanity, other people having a human experience, just like myself, and truly believing in those, those folks, you know, um, you know, like we said, done is better than perfect. It's, it just beats it all day long. Day. And that would have saved me so much pain and so much suffering and so many hours. And even more so than that, it would have served our community better and it would have given um, more opportunity to more people. And I don't want to live a life of should haves. I don't want to should all over myself here by saying that. I, there's no point in doing that. But um, I say it to remind myself whenever I think, well, maybe we shouldn't do this maybe we maybe we don't have room for another teammate or maybe I should just stay this size and I think yeah well you know it's grow or die and uh I don't think we're we're done yet so you know it's kind of the one and the same I would uh many of us get advice you know just stay small you've got control you know nobody does it better than you and man it's just so false there's so many wonderful people out there that are yeah. willing to help and throw in and uh, share their vision with with us on our journey yeah i agree i think it's it's a trap there's so many people out there you know in your case and and in mine and in every entrepreneur's journey to be able to serve and it's a disservice to stay small unless you know there are situations where that's potentially okay and if you're happy with what you've built and it's sustainable, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we're in business yeah. to help people at the end of the day. And it sounds like you're, you're doing it right, man. Yeah. hundred percent. There's so many industries, every industry is different. You know, I'm speaking of course of my experience in my industry, which is like serving the greater public in this one you know, we're basically appliance repairmen. If you you know think about it, it's just people have a, yep. <laughs> people have a need, and and you know we have an answer. So, yep. awesome, yeah, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience, or, or anything you'd think listeners should know or check out before we wrap things up? Yeah, I mean, kind of revisiting this whole journey and this conversation has just reinforce to me how important it is to do work on yourself do personal development work and um, that can come in many forms and uh, you know I think that I think that everybody knows what that path looks like for for them Um, but in our one of the the groups I'm a part of a business coaching group that the saying of the group is fix the owner fix the shop right it's the the mantra of the whole organization and i really found that to be true that good news the problem was me and i can actually do something about that so that would be my advice to anybody is that you are the most important asset in your business 100% never view it any other way you're the most important asset and are deserving of growing and pushing and learning and developing that asset through that, then other people will get opportunity to do the same. So if there was, you know, one message that I could reinforce that we could hopefully get out to young or seasoned entrepreneurs in, in this adventure of entrepreneurship is really double down on believing in yourself that there's a reason that you're doing it and allowing people to pour into your personal development and get that straightened out. Um, Be, be happy. Happy is not a some someday uh, doctrine. It, It will only happen right now in the present moment. And once that's squared away, you really like I, I was able to just really start to see the, the limitlessness of entrepreneurship and encouraging others and and yeah making money along the way of course we all have to eat but um man it sounds cliche to say it's just not all about the money but it's just not there's so much more to it so double down on yourself you're the most important asset your business has and then uh, pour into others sound advice brother I, I think yeah. that's that's a very good place for us to to wrap things up. Is there or where can people find you online? I'm sure there's there's gonna be people that are be interested to learn more about you, websites, yeah. circles, things like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously in our our area we're we're somewhat known, but uh, our our business is Peak Euro, and it's simply peakeuro.com. Or uh, uh, find me on social media, Ryan Miles. All right, man. Well, we will put that in the show notes for the audience. And I really appreciate your time as always. And I look forward personally to following your journey, man. Hey, thanks for being a part of it and inviting me along to share. You know, um, it's really fun to get to the point where you can help out. 100%. That's what it's all about. Yeah.
for sure. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.